Welcome to another episode of Degrassi Talks. Degrassi Talks, Degrassi Lissons. We're not alone, let's do this together. Degrassi Talks. We have a very exciting show this week because we have a very special guest joining us for the first time. The one and only Carrie from Degrassi Blog is here. Yay! Yay! Um, we'll be talking to Carrie about Degrassi Tabloid and his number one hit song, Blame It on Eclair, and many more. Plus, we will give a review of Cheese, Etc. Part 1, talk about the new episode summaries, and discuss the new Season 11 theme song that was recently recorded. But first, how have you guys been this week? Been good this week. Um... Not much. Today's actually my boyfriend's birthday, so happy birthday to him. He doesn't listen to these things because I don't let him. But, um, you know, happy birthday to him. Um, not much going on this week. What about you guys? Well, I was really disappointed because our meet and greet got canceled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I heard <why>? about that. <laughs> what happened? Um, well, I don't even know. Like... I got an email from Epitome saying that it was that there was no meet and greet, but like that's all they said. They were just like, "There's no meet and greet," <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, but what <laughs> happened?" You know, and um, so everybody was trying to contact the meet a wee people, and like they weren't there because we found out like late at night, and obviously they were closed. Um, but then the next morning, they sent out an email to everybody saying that it, it was canceled. So I don't know why they never said. Yeah, but. I don't know. No clue. But, I don't know, I was a bit disappointed, but I know, like, Americans are probably like, yay, they canceled another yeah. meet and greet. Um, but, <laughs> I don't know. No, never. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> there was also a lot of drama in Degrassi World this week, which was oh, somewhat yeah, funny. <laughs> I, was, I, I was confused as to what was happening. Yeah, me too. I haven't been keeping up this much. I mean, I've been trying to Twitter a little more recently, but I've just been so busy. So, like, wait, what, what, what happened? Uh, if you really want to know. <laughs> um, yeah, no, basically, really no. Um, basically, Luke's mom, like, retweeted <gasps> a bunch of stuff that Greg tweeted. And then she also tweeted him in, like, caps lock letters or something. And... And then she also, like, blocked a bunch of people from following her. So I don't even know. Yeah, I have no We clue. probably shouldn't discuss it too much because it's, you know, it's better to just leave it be and move on from it because it was kind of ridiculous, but... Yeah. Did she block you guys? Because I was actually trying to find her Twitter and I couldn't find it. Um, well, she, she blocked she blocked me from following her on Twitter, but I can still see, like, her profile and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah, oh, she like, didn't block I- me. She didn't. She, okay. she still I, follows me, actually. So. For yeah. some reason, I can't find her. I, I mean, I don't care, whatever she's, she's doing, <laughs> she's doing but... I don't know, that's weird, because I can still see her, so I don't know. Carrie, is she still following you, or are you, follow, um, are you still following her? Uh, I don't know, she might have blocked me, probably. But <laughs> 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 I was saying weird things about her, so... <laughs> Right, we're very honest people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, well. for sure. It's done and over with now. Uh, I'm done with. Well, I didn't really do anything exactly that was horrible, but I'm done with talking about it and all that stuff. Done and over with. Yeah, me too. I tweeted like two things that were basically just like, um, 
you know, we're just fans. We're not representing anybody. We're not doing this for money or anything like that. We're doing yeah, it for I fun. Yeah, I saw that. I saw and, your tweet. And that was it. Yeah. All right. Dead and buried. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, so since we have Carrie on the show this week, I thought we could start by talking a bit about Degrassi Blog, Degrassi Tabloid, etc. Um, we've got some questions prepared for you, Carrie. Oh, yay, <laughs> I know, I'm all excited. I feel like I'm doing a real interview or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, first off, for people who don't know, uh, tell us a bit about what Degrassi Tabloid is exactly. Well, uh, Degrassi Tabloid is, I guess if you've ever been in the line at the grocery store and, you know, you've seen those crazy tabloid magazines with things like, let's say, like, Oprah is going to die tomorrow or something. <laughs> I, I just wanted to create something similar to that, I guess, but just make it about uh, Degrassi, like the actors, the, the characters, the show, just just stuff that's extremely gossipy, but at the same time, I guess, just so, so ridiculous that people wouldn't think it's real in any way, I guess. It's hilarious. The um the picture of like Jesus behind Clarence's face <laughs> is like the best thing I ever. I love that. <laughs> I spend way too much time searching for that that sort of stuff. <laughs> Bad and photoshopping. Oh, God. oh my god, but it's great. I mean, it's hysterical. <laughs> I think probably my favorite thing was I think probably my favorite thing was the um the the fake tweet the um the fake tweet by Luke. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the new iPad 2 is coming out. So I guess that's are another party. That I I saw that and I literally burst out loud laughing at my job, and everybody was like, "What are you laughing at?" And I was like, "Nothing." Don't worry. I'm surprised I haven't been blocked yet by all of the the cast. <laughs> I think they like it. Yeah, I think they do. Um, but it, yeah, it was really, really funny because um, you did the story about the whole meet and greet and the tire slash. So I sent it to one of my friends. And she totally freaked out, and she's like, your tires weren't slashed, and she totally thought it was real, so I thought that was so funny. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely don't own a car like that, so. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm glad you enjoyed it. So, Carrie, um, how long have you been watching Degrassi? Um, I've been watching it since... Uh, the summer of '04. It's when I, when I started watching it. Like I, I was, I was in college at the time, and I just remember coming home and watch, like randomly turning the TV to the end, and uh, against all odds, from the episode in, in season three was on, and I just remember watching it and, and loving it. And a couple of weeks later, uh, way back then, you know, the end used to do marathons all the time mm-hmm. uh, because they were promoting the, you know, they were going to air the final like five or six episodes of uh, season three that summer. So I ended up watching like 18 hours of Degrassi straight and just fell in love with it after that. So. Wow. So you've been watching a long time then. I, I guess so. <laughs> I, I wish I'd found it, you know, earlier when it first came on, but uh, oh well. Yeah, I actually, the first time I saw it was, like, the premiere of the first episode of The Next Generation, and I was, like, 12, and I barely (laughs) even remember it, but, um, yeah, it's crazy to think that we're on season 11 now. I know, so, so, I'm just assuming they're gonna go until, you know, everyone dies. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) At least until, like, the producers retire. (laughs) I don't know when they'll be. Yeah. 
So Degrassi tabloid has become really popular really fast, obviously. Mm-hmm. And you also run DegrassiBlog.com, which is one of the most popular Degrassi websites. Um, what is your favorite part about blogging about Degrassi? Uh, I think probably the best part is just just the fact that it's it's part of like a Degrassi, a bigger Degrassi community. Uh, like like when I first started watching Degrassi, there was a huge online community. It, like the, everyone either had their own message board or their own like Degrassi fan site. And uh, I think after a couple of years, that that sort of just like died. And then now all of a sudden, you know, we've got you know my Degrassi blog and you know your your Degrassi fans, and everyone has their own you know Degrassi blog or Tumblr or, or Twitter, and it's just. I guess being a part of, you know, a community that's like a, a Degrassi universe that's bigger than, you know, just watching the show for 30 minutes every day and the, or every week and then, you know, forgetting about it. It's it's basically 24-7 Degrassi and that, that's what I love about it the most, I think. Yeah, me too, actually. And it's funny that you say that because, um, like, when I started DegrassiFans.com, this was like the beginning of season eight. And you're right, it, it kind of, like, the fandom kind of faded a bit then, and I think a lot of the old fans kind of, like, moved on to other yeah. things. Um, but now, all of a sudden, with season 10 especially, it's, like, just gone back to its crazy old ways, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I definitely remember all the old message boards, and I don't know if anyone remembers um, DegrassiBoards.com. I was on that daily. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. years years yeah, ago I, I was I was a part of that and um and then ki- I kind of like I did kind of go with the crowd like you know around around season 8 yeah I kind of didn't really follow the online Degrassi world a lot um didn't exactly move on cuz obviously you know I'm back you know here I am <laughs> but um but definitely now, I think it's it's almost like a new wave of fans. Like it's a nice mix of old fans who who've loved the show since the beginning, as well as a bunch of new fans with you know with the revival of season ten and all these new characters, um, and it's and its popularity you know back tenfold. Um, so it's great. I mean, you know, it's it's like a revival in a good way. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, I, sure. I think I think all I think this little world that we have, this Degrassi online world, um, it's great. You know, everybody is you know, there's no um well, besides drama earlier this week, there there's no really <laughs> there's no the, you know, everyone's like a big family, you know, everybody, you know, all of us, we all know each other, you know, and Greg and like all the other bloggers are trying to come up and um do their thing too and you know, I think it's great. You know, we're all welcoming with open arms and and the fact that epitome is also a part of it too and you know like they get into the mix and they're so interested in what we're doing and what we're trying to do it's just it kind of gives us that more of a drive to do more like do these things like you know podcasts and um integrate things with each other and things like that so i think it's a great thing definitely a great thing yeah for sure so carrie um any other degrassi stuff you're planning on doing in the future um, actually, uh, I think starting not this week, but next week, what I'm going to do is uh, Degrassi March Madness again. Uh, except for this year, it's it's going to be instead of you know it's for those who don't know, it's like a giant Degrassi tournament where you know have 
people facing off and you have to vote on which, you know, whoever you want to, to move on to the next round. And uh, this year I'm going to be doing Degrassi Couples. And it, it was a pain to, to figure out, you know, to find 64 actual couples or, or things like that. But uh, I'm going to be doing that, and that's going to be, you know, for a couple of weeks. And, and I'm interested to see, you know, with the rise of Eclair, to see if any of the older uh, legendary couples will be able to dethrone them. I think probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. should> try. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Um, so now I really want to talk to you about Blame It on Eclair as well. So for our <laughs> listeners who aren't aware, Carrie wrote this hilarious song bl- based on Blame It on the Alcohol. So why don't we take a listen? Oh, yeah. It's Carrie and Three Tenors. Any Claire. Blame it on Monroe or Steven Stone. Blame it on the writers, they made fits a fighter. Blame it on Eclair. Blame it on Eclair. Greg, he said that Eli dies. Listen to the fangirls cry. They'll fall for any kind of lie about Monroe. They've got chamber fever. But Miss Claire needs love too. Ace and Paul, I adore you In season 10, your acting's off the hook A plus what? Claire, what you thinking? Eli's ship is sinking Fitzy's creeping Drinking on that Jesus juice that we call etc Fangirls love Eli's jacket's leather Looking at Claire's butt Fitzy cops a feel what? Morning cruising round town Eli's getting pissed now Mr. Goldsworthy has lost control Blame it on Moreau or Steven Stone. Blame it on the writers, they made fits of fire. Blame it on Eclair. Blame it on Eclair. Blame it on Aislinn. Blame it on Fitzy. Blame it on the fangirls acting like the crazy. Blame it on Eclair. Blame it on Eclair. funny so how did you come up with the idea for this song carrie uh well it was a couple of weeks ago i was watching the do you know you, you guys watch glee yes yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I watched i watched the episode a couple of weeks ago where they did the uh, uh the, they performed blame it on the alcohol and I, I just remember being so enamored by their you know song that a couple of days later i you know downloaded it uh off of itunes and started listening to it and uh, you know, with, with these Degrassi songs, it's not like I ever sit down with the intention of ever writing them. It's just that I, I might be doing something or listening to, to music, and, you know, I have Degrassi 24-7 on the brain, so, like, a random Degrassi thought will come by. And, you know, the next thing you know, it's me singing along to that song, you know, Blame It on Eclair. <laughs> and, and so I just just write out an entire song and, and decided to... To record it, I, I I actually, you know, I was I was this close to not recording it because I, I just felt lazy that day, but I I decided to do so anyway, and it was it was way more successful than I than I thought it'd be. <laughs> I thought I thought that Eclair fans would hate it because I, I was making fun of them so much. I love it. <laughs> I yeah, thought it was too. hilarious. 
<laughs> Thank you. So are you starting a Degrassi music career now? Any other Degrassi parody songs in the future? <laughs> it seems it seems like I am. I might <laughs> I've I've considered doing doing an album or or going on tour or something. But, <laughs> uh, I do have I th- I'll probably make some more at at some point. It's just a matter of you know being motivated to actually do them and to you know find the music to do them. Like like I have a a song that I've had in my head for I'd say a good six months for uh, Casey and Jenna, but I I just haven't found I guess the, the motivation to to record it and you know put it out there. I might I might wait until you know she gives birth or something, but well, who knows? <laughs> that would be the perfect time. <laughs> <laughs> so in the news this week, we've got new episode summaries for almost every episode remaining from season ten. We still don't have a summary for the finale, but from what we've heard, it's going to be this Claire, Eli, Julia storyline that obviously we've seen um, hints of in the promos. But from Team Nick's March highlights, the summaries read, For Hide and Seek Part 1, Allie has found a haven away from home with an old friend. Can he be the good influence for her now that he was never back then? Hide and seek part two. Holly J's list of symptoms is getting longer and more dangerous. Will she listen to her body before it gives up on her completely? And chasing pavements part one. Fiona completes rehab just in time for a court date with Bobby. Can she face her abuser without jeopardizing her sobriety? So hide and seek is obviously an alley storyline with the return of Johnny, as expected. That must be who the old friend is. Um, but there's also this Holly J storyline as well, and I guess that explains why there are promo shots of Holly J appearing to lie in a hospital bed or something like that. So, does Holly J develop a life-threatening illness? I mean, what's this about? Yeah, that, that description completely threw me for a loop. <laughs> I was like, I mean, besides the fact that we saw Holly J in, in earlier promos, like in a bed, and she looked like she had a bandage on her head, um... I mean, we had I had no idea that it was going to be, like, a life-threatening illness. I thought maybe she, like, hit her head or something. Um, I don't know. I'm scared. I don't want Holly J to have an illness. <laughs> yeah, she can't die. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's really, really scary. Yeah, like, the way it says list of symptoms, like, you know, it sort of seems like it's something that's a long time coming, but we haven't seen any hints of it yet, so... I'm a little confused. And if this, you know, does Holly J have the main plot in the second half and Ali has the main plot in the first half? I'm not sure, really. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably just like a, I don't know, it's probably just a mix and match, I guess. They just didn't want to put maybe Holly J's description, like, in with Ali because um, maybe it's like a, a serious plot, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um she probably finds out that something ha- like she'll probably like complain in, in part one about whatever symptom she's having and then in part two she finds out that she has something god forbid and then chasing pavements looks like it will be a Fiona storyline and I guess Bobby is coming back if her court date is finally come because I know that um, like we've heard little hints here and there that there's going to be more of this Bobby storyline but I guess now that's pretty much confirmed um do you guys want to see Bobby again? Uh, I don't care. I I don't have a personal preference for Bobby. Um, I guess he was such a meanie last time we saw him. I don't really care to see him this time. Yeah. 
I don't know. I yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd kind of like to see, you know. Is um very like quick with their storyline, so I kind of find it weird how Bobby keeps coming back time and time again. Yeah, I would like to see him just come back once and then this sort of be it. I mean, there's there's really nothing more they can, you know, I guess do with, with him since... Yeah, like, I thought the court thing was over already, so I was surprised when I read that. <laughs> yeah, <anyways>. me too. <laughs> uh, one more thing I was thinking is, like, you know, we were talking about Jenna before. Um, Jenna is going to have to give birth sometime soon, too, right? <laughs> She's still going to be pregnant in season 11. Like, I'm just wondering when that's going to happen, because... There's, like, nothing, really, that we've seen even in the promos <laughs> that <laughs> indicates that they're getting, really, like, any more storyline at all. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I mean, I think she said in, was it last episode, she said she was five months pregnant? I think I think that was the where we are at with her right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm assuming, I don't know if they're going to give her a plot, you know, obviously for the rest of this season. But it'll probably be one of those things, you know, since... Oh, no, wait, but this isn't the end of the school year, isn't it? No. No, Between it's just spring break. Right. So maybe she'll have it in spring break. <laughs> <laughs> and then come back in season 11 and all of a sudden she'll have, she'll have a baby. I mean, I don't know, but, um, but yeah, it's true. They're just kind of leaving leaving her up, like, in limbo right now. Yeah, I don't want them to drag it on to season 11. Me, like, me I just kind of want it to either. be, like, done and finished in season 10. Mm-hmm. Me but, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Also in the news this week, last Friday, Degrassi recorded its new theme song. We don't know the details of the new theme yet. We do know, however, that they have been recording with Tia from Eve in the Ocean, as well as members of the Canadian Children's Opera Chorus, and they will be shooting the new intro video to go along with the theme in a couple of weeks. So I am so excited to hear the new Degrassi theme song. I don't know about you guys. Um, are you happy that they're getting rid of the current theme and, and replacing it? Um, I have no preference. Um, you, usually the with the theme songs they, they do them really well. Um, I think there was I think the one I the one I didn't like was the kind of techno y one they had circa when Emma and Jay were kinda like I think it was those seasons. I, f- I always forget my seasons, but um and it really wa- it really wasn't that opening scene where like they pass around the camera or whatever, it was just kinda them with like all I remember is Mira McDonald like <laughs> tossing her hair around like she's like yeah like the nine two one zero that yeah 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 the nine the nine two one zero opening sequence hated that one um, as long as they keep that theme of you know the camera and then passing around and they're kind of just going around in the school as long as they keep that intact then I'm all for it yeah me too like as long as they keep yeah, exactly. whatever it takes I'm and I I didn't like when they had it. Uh, without lyrics, like you mean, you mean season six and seven, the nine hundred two hundred style yeah. Yeah. opening. Yeah. That was no good. Uh, they were trying to like <laughs> make the show seem more mature, I guess, because they're of like the university storylines in those seasons. But um, yeah, keep it with whatever it takes, and I think it'll be good though. I'm, you know, I'm kind of sick of the the current theme, so I'm glad they're doing yeah, something me too. new. Yeah, yeah, should be good. Moving on to the new episode, this week's episode focused on Eli and Claire, with subplots including Casey and Jenna and Allie and Sav. So let's start with our initial thoughts on the overall episode. What did you guys think about it? I liked it. I thought the, I mean, I kind of have qualms with the Eli and Claire 
apart. Um, Casey and Jenna, we all know my opinion there. Ali and Sev plot I thought was really good. Um, overall, I thought it was I thought it was good. And was obviously wasn't my one of my favorites, but you know, good for what it was. Yeah, I'm conflicted about this episode because I really liked part of it, parts of it, but there were also some parts that I really didn't like as well. Um, I think that my favorite part about the episode is Claire, though. I really loved Claire in this episode, and um, she kind of like reminded me of the old Claire from earlier seasons. So, um, yeah, I was kind of rooting for her the whole time. <laughs> yeah, w- one of the things I, uh, I've noticed about these episodes uh, is that there there seems to be more more of a thing where you don't either completely like or dislike an episode. It's just there's there's parts that you really like, and then there's parts that that just aren't really good. It's it's sort of like a mixed bag of stuff. Yeah, and I think that goes along with the fact that, like, now with three storylines in each episode, there's always so much going on, and there's so many characters involved that, um, you know, it's not just, like, focused on one character the way that some of the old episodes were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Eclair and Fitz storyline... Um, everybody's talking about Eli and his reaction to the return of Fitz and, you know, was he justified? Was his reaction appropriate? What did you guys think about that? He scared me a little bit in this episode. Um, I, I mean, I, I guess it's just a credit to Monroe Chambers' awesome acting because I think he's an incredible actor. Um, but um, I didn't like how Eli was all, you know mean and I mean I guess I guess yeah he has a point that a boyfriend is kind of supposed to protect the girlfriend and in in that as in that sense you know if there's any danger and obviously we know that Fitz was a danger to them um so I can see him being very protective but I mean I think he kind of took it too far and I don't blame Claire for being a little scared of him or a little like taken aback because it, it definitely looked like she was because um you know when Fitz was Fitz apologized to her, and I think they were in the dot, and Eli just kind of like storms in, and he was like, um, you know, stay away from her, and blah 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 blah. You know, she looked like she was like, you know, a little bit shocked by it, by that reaction of his. So, um, you know, I guess did he take it too far? I mean, what do you guys think? I think he did definitely. Mm-hmm. And this episode made me. So strongly dislike Eli, maybe not overall, but in this episode specifically, and, you know, I really hope that he doesn't take this too far and uh, everything, because, like, I hated the scene when he says that his job is to protect Claire because nobody else will, and to me, it makes the relationship seem a lot less perfect than everybody thinks that it is. Like, he's mm-hmm. acting like he's doing her a favor or something, and you know, it's more than him just not liking Fitz. It's like he's trying to control Claire and who she's allowed to interact with, and I find it creepy, personally. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but we'll have to see where they take the storyline in the in the second part, because sometimes, um, like, part two of the episode can make you look at part one in a different way. Mm-hmm. But I didn't Me like neither. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eli's, uh, like, I mean, he's, he's fine when he's, you know, things are, are normal, but it's it just anything that triggers, you know, something in him to to go crazy. That's that's when he he loses it for me. Um it's it, it's just there's something really apparent that there that there's something off and and it's just it's just scary. 
For sure, and like the scene um, when he says that he's keeping lookout, whatever, and he's just like standing there. I was like, "Are you like a military general or something?" Like he's just like, "Oh, I'm keeping lookout," and I was like, "Okay." (laughs) Yeah, it's just weird weird. because like, like I don't like where did he get it from? Because like his parents seem like the most chill people, you know, like um they don't seem so high strung as he is so which which furthers the fact that there could be something wrong with him you know and that that the relationship like you said Aaron isn't as perfect as you know we all thought well I think that they're going to connect it to the Julia storyline and make it seem like um Eli is like obsessed with protecting Claire because he wants Julia to still be alive kind of thing yeah, I just assume that you know his, his craziness is is all because he he just snapped after the whole Julia thing. So, what are you guys' thoughts on Fitz finding God? Do you think that that's <laughs> genuine, or is he just trying to trick Claire or something? I think just by our reactions, <laughs> you can probably tell. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to tell if it's genuine, and I mean, no no offense, but. Oh god, I forget his name. The guy who really plays Fitz, James Edward Campbell. Yes, J J J E C. He's not. He's no offense again. He's not exactly the greatest actor in the world, so I can't tell if he's genuine or not. I mean, I don't know if that was the point of it, but I mean, I was just. It's just. It's just hysterical because, you know. I mean, I've never actually witnessed somebody, you know, leaving for a little bit and coming back and finding Jesus, but I just, I don't know, I don't buy it. That's just my two cents. (laughs) Yeah, I don't buy it either. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, I don't think that, it doesn't seem genuine to me, but I can't figure out if that's just, like, the acting, like you said, Bianca, or if we're supposed to realize that this isn't genuine. Like... I, I'm really not sure. But, you know, Fitz doesn't seem like the type of person who is smart enough to come with, like, a whole scheme to, like, lie about finding God and, like, make up this elaborate plan in order to get back at Claire and Eli. Like, I don't see him thinking in the long term like that. So I think that we're, you know, I think we might be supposed to, like, it's supposed to be genuine, but it's just not coming across that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. I just, I just assume they're they're trying to do to make it over the top to to make a point. Yeah, make it funny because it is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys think the show will ever seriously have Claire and Fitz get together? <laughs> I want them to. I don't know. I kind of want them to. I know all the like <laughs> Eclair fans are probably like dying because they don't want that to happen. But I kind of want to see, you know, like how it's gonna work because. I guess it'd kind of be similar to the whole Darcy and Spinner storyline. Obviously, uh, Fitz isn't as um, bad, or no, Spinner isn't as bad as Fitz, but I don't know, I kind of want to see how that all work out with Fitz becoming a Christian or finding God again. And I think it would be in, an interesting relationship if they did decide to go that way, because, I mean, for one, we don't know a thing about Fitz, um... You know, I mean, besides the fact that, you know, he likes to put out knives on people, you know, jokingly and, you know, and his return to God type thing. Um, it'd be interesting kind of how it plays out. And uh, honestly, I, I kind of got the feeling 
that they're going to make it go that way because, I mean, Claire was easily swayed enough. Um, and, like, she was kind of, like, looking at him kind of, like, in, di- in, like, in a different light almost. I don't know if that was just because she's intrigued by the whole God thing. And, um, but I don't know. I, I Honestly, I would be kind of intrigued. I'm not going to lie. But, I mean, I don't think I would root for a long-term thing. Maybe just a short-term thing. Yeah, like... I just... I, oh. Go ahead, Carrie. <laughs> I, I, I just don't see, like, Claire... For some reason, I just can't see Claire and Fix actually, like, getting together. Like, they remind me... Like, like, the thought of it sort of reminds me of how Bianca and Drew are together. Like, like there's just something weird that doesn't make me... Like, since we don't know much about Fitz, it's just hard to see him and Claire together, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like if they got together, it would just be, like, part of the Eli and Claire storyline, and the focus would still be on Eli and Claire. Yeah, definitely. Like, like her finding her way back to to, to Eli or something like that. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he becomes less creepy than he Yeah. Is. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Alright, so the Casey and Jenna storyline, I can pretty much predict what Bianca is going to say about this. (laughs) But uh, what did you guys think about it? And uh, did you like Casey's cluelessness in this episode? You know, he thinks there's a fourth trimester. That's a bit of a problem. (laughs) That was great. I'm not going to say anything because you guys know what I think, so (laughs) you guys have free range on this topic. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's kind of funny how Casey doesn't know anything, but I'm I'm glad that he's at least trying to to help, and and hopefully they. I'm I'm sort of torn as to whether or not because like I would love to see some sort of more drama there, so I'm not sure if I want to see them you know be fine or if you want to see Casey sort of become you know like this deadbeat dad again. I'm, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I thought it, w- it was funny, and, um, you know, it's pretty obvious that Casey has absolutely no idea what he's doing, and <laughs> it just seems like he doesn't understand the seriousness of the situation at all. You know, like, I kind of miss the Casey angst from the earlier episodes, and it's sort of like they've done, like, a complete 180-degree switch on his character, you know, turning him into this, like, perfect boyfriend, and there's not really much reason for that to have happened other than he cares about Jenna but like he always cared about Jenna so I don't really understand like how he has like changed his mind so quickly but um I I did like the the storyline and I liked the return of the prenatal lady because I think she's really funny too (laughs) I was really creeped out when I realized they were going off to to babysit uh that lady's kid. Like, I mean, this the storyline's re- reminding me way too much of, of accidents will happen. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I like. I can't figure out if they're gonna keep the baby or what. Cause like right now, there's like no discussion about adoption or anything. They're just kind of like going along in their own little world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's confusing. So Allie and Sav their storyline um a little bit dramatic do you guys think that Sav was right to freak out on Allie like that I really like this storyline um Sav I think you know I mean it's any brother and sister um dynamic you know if anybody 
is in a brother and sister relationship. I do have one. I have an older brother. Um, and actually, I, I'm, I'm like in this situation. I have an older brother and I'm the younger sibling and, you know, it's just us two. So I know what it's like to be, I know exactly what it's like to be the annoying little sister and annoying my older brother um, about things that he probably just doesn't care. And I think Sav is, Sav was great, you know, being a brother to her you know for her problems but you know I, I know it just comes to a point where you know where it's, you know an older brother doesn't want to listen to these things you know um, and it's so easy to snap on a younger sibling and trust me I know um, so it's I definitely think it's not far from the truth um, I don't I honestly don't blame Sav for snapping on Allie and Allie totally has a right to be completely hurt because it's true she doesn't really have anybody right now um, although I'm not sure where Claire is because I'm sure she still talks to Claire but um, I just kind of feel bad for her but I thought the dynamic was really good it was done really well um, and I definitely get it yeah me too like I thought that um, some of what Sav when some of what Sav said was right but I still kind of felt sorry for Allie because I mean it is true that Allie needs to move on and part of her problem is that she's never able to let go of something she just holds grudges and dwells in everything, and she blames other people for her problems all the time. But, uh, like, things like the cigarette incident, obviously that wasn't her fault, and Drew did treat her like crap for absolutely no reason, and she didn't deserve that. So, you know, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with Sav using Drew on his track. I mean, it was only one time, and he didn't really have much of a choice anyways, because there was nobody else who could um, do the track with him. But... I kind of felt bad for Allie, so. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens next. And I liked how it sort of also looked like Sav kind of regretted uh, freaking out on her like that afterwards. Like, he kind of felt guilty of it. I think I want Allie to stop playing the victim card, though, because she's kind of, you know, saying, woe is me, all that kind of stuff, and I just want her to, like, move on, because she's holding in all of these grudges from all these people, and I think it's time for her to kind of move on and, you know, try to... Stop holding grudges and blaming everybody else. Yeah, I think you know, the whole storyline has been like a major double standard, and that's sort of why I feel sorry for mm -hmm. Allie, in a way. Mm -hmm. But the last scene kind of broke my heart a little bit. <laughs> there were some uh, funny moments with this storyline too, like Sav using a payphone. Yeah, I know. What was that about? Yeah. <laughs> 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 that like really threw me for a loop. <laughs> I was like, because all of a sudden, like, him and Holly J are just walking, talking, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, they turn the corner, and he picks up a payphone. And I'm like, what is he doing? Like, <laughs> kids in this school, like, use cell phones, like, during the day, even though, I don't know how, because last time I checked, cell phones were not banned, but you can't use them during school, even though I see everybody in Degrassi just kind of, like, using them all day. Anyway. Um, but yeah, the the, pick, the picking up of the payphone and using it was really was really awkward. It's not not exactly with the <laughs> times, considering like how did he like did he did he look at a piece of paper and like dial Drew's number or did he just like type it in from memory? Because that's also unrealistic. Yeah, for sure. Uh, maybe because he's school president, so he wants to set a good example, not using <laughs> a cell phone or something. True. <laughs> True. That's the only explanation I can think of. And also, I thought it was funny that um, Drew plays the drums now. You know, that was convenient. <laughs> I think it would have been better if they made him no. into a rapper, but I'm sure that's coming. So. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be next. 
<laughs> yeah, next season. He could rap in the background. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so next week's episode is Jesus, etc. Part 2. And it looks like there's going to be more Claire and Fitz scenes and more Eli freaking out. So that should be fun to watch. Um, and also uh, more of this Allie storyline. And apparently she actually does run away or something happens there. So that'll be fun. Are you guys looking forward to next week? My question is, is, is Johnny coming back in next episode or the next next episode? I think it's the next next episode. Okay. I think. So I'm really, I'm unless really he's in, forward to him. In, unless he's in both episodes. I don't know. But he's right. definitely in Hide and Seek Part 1 because it says mm-hmm. that in the description. Right. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to to Johnny returning. Um, I remember on Twitter it kind of came about. And, like, I didn't really believe it at first. I don't know how it came about. I think, honestly, it was just like some sort of rumor on Twitter. And I was like, no, that's not true. Johnny DeMarco's done for the... For, forever I thought and then when I saw that episode description I saw no it was when I saw the one of the clips one of the promos like my mouth fell to the floor I got I was so excited so whenever he comes back it's going to be a good day yeah it's it's always fun when 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 a character leaves and then they make an appearance for like an episode or two so Mm -hmm. and he comes back with his haircut right oh no 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 he had his haircut before yeah, it might be slightly different now, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So next week on the podcast, we'll, of course, be talking about the episode and anything else that comes up. I really don't know. Hopefully we'll have some more special guests. <laughs> so thank you, Carrie, for being on our podcast this yes, week. Yes, thank you. Thank oh, you're you. welcome. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we love talking to you. Um, if you guys have any feedback to send me, please send me an email, com. Um, I reply to emails always, so uh, feel free to do so. And yeah, I guess that's it for this week. Hi. So I'll talk to you guys later. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.